black people, you know, in history, and it just really gets shut out of the history books. You know, you look at the Louisiana Purchase, Haiti was at the center of that. You know, Haitian soldiers came and fought in civil wars for us, like in the Civil War and in different wars for us and to help, you know, to help our cause. And so I just want to lift Haiti up and I want to lift every black country up, every black nation up. You know, um, people love to point out, you know, the deficits in Haiti, but the deficits that Haiti experiences is the same thing that so many black countries still face today because simply put we're fucking black and we're disenfranchised and you know I don't know like I said on Instagram too I feel like we probably need another revolution I don't know what a revolution would look like today but you know when you think about everything that black people have been through specifically in this country and you look at how We've been treated in 2020 alone, all the marching, all the riots, and for us to only get $2,600, like literally, um, or no, the first check, the first stimulus check was for $1,200, and this one is $600, so $1,800, basically, for our troubles. You know, it's just, we're not done. We're not done. A, a lot of changes still need to take place, and you know, stay tuned, because the revolution will be televised. That's how I feel. So anyway, y'all, let's go ahead and get into some things, child. I have so many things I want to talk about um, in this episode. So let's get to it. Let's just catch up on TV. I feel like I didn't really talk to you guys um, about so many things that were happening in TV as the year was winding down. So first things first, Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, listen. Monique in that goddamn binder. <laughs> Monique in that goddamn binder did what needed to be done. She held Giselle's feet to the fucking fire. And Giselle deserved every last minute of that fucking dragging. Sitting like a darn fraud, bringing a different man onto the reunion every freaking year. I hope he's sitting behind you this year, Ooh. past the holy whore. Ooh. And Reason being is because everything that you see going on between Monique and Candace, that was Giselle's doing. Simply put, you have Sharice, who used to be on the cast, who's trying to get back on the cast. Sharice knew that Giselle and Monique don't get along. You know, ever since Monique told Giselle she got four homes, Monique has not, uh, Giselle has not seen it. Giselle has not seen it for Monique. Ever since Monique said, I have four homes. So you from the area? We're actually looking for a home in Potomac, Maryland. So. You don't have a home? I have four homes. Okay. I ain't mad with you. Just run down the real estate information. <laughs> you go, girl. She caught that shade really quickly. She's on point. Giselle has not been able to take her ass because you know she's actually rich and Giselle is not. Um, you know, Monique is married. Giselle is not. You know what I'm saying? Monique got money. Giselle do not. Monique got nice furniture. Giselle do not. Giselle home look like it's furnished by the Salvation Army. But anyway, um, so you have Sharice, <clears throat> who's trying to get back on the show. You so she was frolicking with around with an old friend of Monique's who Monique wasn't cool with anymore. The old friend was basically like just spreading a rumor that Monique has slept with her trainer and that the child that she had recently was not Chris's child. So she, so then Sharice brings this to Giselle. 
Giselle then brings this to the ladies. Um, after Andy Cohen's baby shower last year, they were all meeting up, and it was Giselle, Karen, Robin, Candid, and Candace congregating, talking about you know how they were going to bring this to production and on the show, and talk about it on the show. Now, Candace maintains that she told them, listen, I mean, I don't see how far this can go because the baby definitely looks just like Chris. So I don't really see that flying. But Candace never told Monique anything. And that's because Monique and Candace were obviously still beefing from the last season. So she ain't go back and tell Monique. It was Karen that called Monique and told Monique what happened. And so basically that put another layer on top of Monique and Candace's beef. Then you have production now. So the show's in production, and you have Giselle and her confessionals talking about the trainer and Monique sleeping together. Like, she was really gunning for this. And if it wasn't for Monique and her husband basically threatening the network, the network would have tried to see the story, the storyline through. So basically, all this is happening, and Candace, I feel like Candace just really didn't Candace really minimized her role in the in the actual conversation the plotting that took place for her it was like well listen like it didn't really happen yeah but you were pro it happening because you didn't actually go back and tell Monique yo this is what they're saying like I know you and I are not cool right now but this is what they're saying this is what they're doing Monique had to find out from Karen so all this shit that was going on it's all Giselle's doing and that's why I loved every moment of Monique pulling out her binder and telling Giselle, Giselle, Jamal is not your nigga. Jamal is with another another woman that he's with. He been slanging his... Listen, listen Monique was saying she, Jamal was out there slanging his dick. Now, I don't know. I can't confirm. or the, I don't know what's going on. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, Jamal is fine as hell. And if I was, if I, if I was possessed with the Jezebel spirit... I would definitely let him sling his dick my way. <laughs> yes, God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Show sure look good to me. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but um, yeah. So that was going on. She read her for fucking filth. You had Karen jumping in. Is Jamal coming? No, he's of course not. not. Is Jamal coming? not so yeah but i feel like giselle really got away with murder though like yeah monique did what she had to do with her binder but you have andy who who really minimized what the network was trying to do like the the fact that the network was cooperating with this like he really minimized that and his whole thing was well it didn't air just because it didn't air doesn't mean that it wasn't happening Literally, just because it didn't air doesn't mean that it wasn't recorded and that it was. It doesn't devalidate the fact that that shit was going on and that you guys were trying to spread a bad rumor about somebody's child's DNA. Like this is not like a yo mama ugly or yo daddy stupid. This is a you are threatening the validity of my child being my husband's. Like that is a pretty big deal. Like you that. I'm sorry, but Giselle really got away with murder. And I really feel like although Candace and Monique were both engaged in that discord, 
I don't feel like I, I don't feel like Monique was the only wrong person. I feel like they were both wrong for the discord. But I really I really wish that Giselle was the one that had got her ass whooped because she was at the center of it all and she loved every moment of it, which is why her ass got dragged the way she got drugged on reunion and I loved every motherfucking minute of it. Um but what I didn't like towards the end of the reunion, obviously I feel like Andy was very, very biased. Like, he did not hold Candace accountable at all. And although Candace, yes, she didn't lay hands on Monique, I do feel that they were both wrong because they were both engaged in that discord. Like, I'm sorry, but if you and I are talking shit to each other, talking smack, and you talk about, you asked me to drag, you drag me, Monique. Like, what do you think was going to happen afterwards? We're not going to... We're not finna hold hands in kumbaya, my lord. Like, we're not about to sing kumbaya and run off into the sunset. Somebody's gonna fucking get dragged. Like, that's what happens in, in real life. People get dragged for less than that shit. So, I, I, don't, I don't feel that just because Candace was not the first one to throw blows, I don't feel like Candace is any less wrong than Monique. Because truth be told, if all those people were not there to hold Candace back, Candace would have hit back. Like... She was trying to hit her back, okay? The footage is there. She was trying to hit her back. They were trying to fight. Like, that was something that was, it was simmering for a while. So, it, they were bound to fight each other. So, I don't, I don't, the whole trying to send Monique to jail shit, I think that that was whack. When um, Giselle said that, oh, she didn't want to see Monique go to jail, but on the show, you actually said that. But anyway, in the reunion, she's like, oh, I just wanted her to have a, a you know, ankle monitors on. It's like, bitch. All y'all hoes is mad because Monique actually has money and she was able to counter sue afford the best lawyer in Potomac and was able to get out of that shit. Monique did not deserve any jail time for that shit. People talk shit. People throw hands all the time. Men fight all the time. They throw hands. They get over it. They move the fuck on. It's only women that hold on to this shit for fucking ever. So anyway, but I feel like Andy was very biased. I feel like he didn't hold Candace accountable at all for her actions. He didn't talk about... He didn't really dissect her asking to be dragged and he didn't really dissect her how she how she weaponizes her words like yes she's a wordsmith i think she's i i actually really love candace on the show i think she's very entertaining but her words are violent and i'm sorry like in real life words get you fucked up it's so funny to me how everybody's like oh my god but monique monique hit her monique hit her but you guys celebrate every time we see these video clips of black people being called certain names by white people. The white person just calls them a nigger and they go up to the white person and they, they beat their ass. Like, it's the same energy. Words are violent. Words can be violent. Like, there are words that can incite violence. There are tones that can incite violence. Like, I'm sorry. I... That's just my personal opinion. You ain't got to agree with it, but I'm from Miami-Dade County. I'm sorry. Like, you talk to me a certain type of way, you might get your teeth knocked out. And that's that's on site. That's on period. So, I don't feel like he really held her feet to that fire. And also, you have Candace who was crying, crying, crying. It's like, she'll be talking shit to Monique. Monique wouldn't even be talking to her. She'll keep interrupting her. Monique will keep her composure. But then, like... She'll start crying. It's like, sis, if you're going to talk shit, talk shit. Don't cry. Talk your shit. Talk, like, 
What I really would, would have loved to see from Candace is her just really tell the truth about why she was crying so much. She was crying because she didn't get to hit her ass back. Like, that's pretty much what it was. She didn't get to hit Monique's ass back. So she felt embarrassed and weaponizing her tears was her way of hitting her back. It wasn't because she was traumatized because a traumatized person is not going to keep sitting there and talking shit to somebody who's not even talking to you. That's not how trauma works. I'm sorry. So I really would have wished to really see her talk about that for real, for real. Um, but also, yeah, another thing, too, I feel like Andy gave me a little a little racism, a little microaggression with that whole comment about um, Monique's husband and his finances. When Monique basically told him, like, yeah, no, my my um, what did he say? What did Andy said something about? The Monique's money and money and and Monique was like, well, I mean, this check is little compared to what my husband, you know, brings in. Like, this is really just my way of investing into my business. And and he was like, well, I mean, the money that your husband used to bring in. She's like, no, the money that he still brings. My my husband is an investor. His portfolio is great. Like, he brings in a massive amount of money. And I just felt like that was so racist. Like, it was so fucking racist. Like, Andy Cohen. Black people know how to invest too. Black athletes, not all of them end up broke, okay? Which is why when you literally look at the cast, like for the last, what, three, four years, Monique's home alone, just her main house, is more expensive than all of the other women's homes like that sit on that fucking couch combined. So why are you acting so surprised that her husband is bringing in money? That just gave me, that gave me Jim Crow, that gave me redlining, that gave me racism, that gave me, that gave me white sheets and torches, okay? So that's that on that. Um, I don't like the fact that when Monique's husband came out, they showed um, the live where Monique and her husband, you know, he was expressing his, his, his anger, saying like, listen, like, y'all hoes is lucky. I'm a man because if I were a woman, I would fight y'all. And I don't blame him for feeling that way because literally they were threatening the legitimacy of his child. Um, but I didn't like the fact that Bravo played that live, but they didn't play Candace's live where she literally said there was a plot. She literally said there was a plot. Here's what happened. Here's what they were bringing to the, to the table. They didn't play that. And so I just really felt like it was a lot of bias going on. And they clearly wanted, they clearly just didn't fuck with Monique. And again, I've said this so many times, which is why I didn't return. Like people love to throw at me that, oh, you, your, your time on, on, on reality TV was short lived. That's why you didn't come back. That's why I didn't ask you back. And it's like, no, they actually did. And here's my contract. Here's my welcome back notice. For those of y'all who want to see it, okay, they actually did invite me back and I decided not to do it because literally reality shows are fake and they're fake in the notion that they pick and choose what they want to show you. You can literally be engaged in an argument, but they will edit out so much and make you look like you're arguing with yourself. And then that affects everybody's perception of you. So literally, that's what they did with Monique and her husband. They made it look like they just went live unprovoked. 
No, they went live in response to Candace's live. So, yeah, that was some bullshit, and I don't blame her for leaving. So, Monique's leaving. Most likely, I ain't gonna be watching that shit, because... What the fuck is these... What? What? Don't nobody want to see Giselle. Giselle is whack. Robin, whack. Like, Robin brings nothing to the show other than Juan. Juan is fine, but, you know, him and Michael were both coincidentally missing at the reunion. We know how Michael feel about Juan... <laughs> so, I don't think her and Juan are going to get married. They've been talking about this getting married shit for how long. Like, unless they recast the entire shit. And, like, the only people I want to stay on Real Housewives of Potomac is Karen and Candace. I don't give a fuck about nobody else. Ashley can go, too. Ashley can fucking go. Because her ass being married to that racist-ass white man, Michael, he's disgusting. He got to go. Speaking of just recasting, let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I just wanted to touch real quick on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Do y'all watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? If you don't, don't. Because this season sucks. Like, this season sucks. We're what, four episodes in? It just sucks. It's not giving me anything at all. Like, it's boring. It's fucking boring. It's, it's just boring 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 drew sedora is a nice addition to it i actually like drew um her husband is she's in an abusive relationship she is in an emotional abusive emotionally abusive relationship and i need her to get out of that shit like i like it's it's torture watching her and her husband um but yeah, I think she's a good addition. But other than Portia and Candy, I'm ready to see everybody leave. Like, Kenya, other than Kenya just being a bitch, she doesn't bring anything to the table. Like, Kenya has been divorcing Mark since Kenya got ma married to Mark. Like, do y'all do y'all realize that shit? She got married to Mark and started divorcing him immediately. Mark does not want to be with her. Mark is in New York with his main family and his his main kids. He doesn't give a fuck about her at all. Um, Cynthia, we've seen you get married before. I don't care. Like, I, I just, I really don't give a fuck about Cynthia's storyline. It's not exciting at all. It's boring. I'd love to see Marlo get a peach, but that's not going to happen. I don't think that Marlo wants a peach. Uh, but I would have loved. I would love to see just how she's navigating having custody over her nephews. I think that that would be a very, very good storyline. And just watching her date these rich Africans, she's always rumored to date these rich Africans or these old ass white men. Like I would love to see that shit. Um, but yeah, Cynthia can go. Candy can go. Who else? Who else is on the show? No, Cynthia can go. Kenya can go. Um, this shit is just so fucking boring. I just feel like they need to just keep Portia, Candy, and Drew. Keep Portia, Candy, and Drew. Fallon, who they introduced last week, she's really filthy rich. She's rich to a. She's married to a rich Nigerian business guy. I want to see more of that shit. Her house is the size of the. Her house is bigger than the apartment complex I live in. So I want to see that shit. I think that real housewives, we need to see housewives. Like, where are the housewives? 
Where are the rich housewives? That's missing from the franchise. And, and now the franchise has just become so boring to me because I feel like what I see the ladies doing, I do. Like, I eat at the restaurants that they eat at. I might not wear what they wear, but I can buy it. And if I don't want to buy it, I can scam it. Like, you know, I'm like, they're not showing me anything that is extravagant. And I feel like that's what's missing. That's why Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is still Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because they're stupid fucking rich. Like, we're watching stupid fucking rich women do mundane shit, but still at a level which we, like, most viewers cannot. I want to see some shit that I cannot attain. And that's what's 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 wrong with Real Housewives of Atlanta now. It's just gotten to the point where the lifestyle that I see them live, it's super attainable to me. First of all, Candy, you are filthy fucking rich. What I love about Candy is she's very down to earth, she's very humble. But it just doesn't make for good TV. Like I wanna see Candy in a Lisa Vanderpump style show. I want to see her man. Candy got about 12 restaurants in Atlanta alone. I want to see what's going on between these co-workers, the staff. Like, I know a couple people who used to work for Candy down at Old Lady Gang and them, them staffers, like, they be having a lot of drama. People be fucking each other, man. Like, I, that's the type of shit I want to see. I want to see the discord. I want to see who's sleeping with who. Who is who didn't fry um the chicken right? Who got cussed out? You know what I'm saying during their lunch break? Like I, I want to see the discord and I want to see really how just managing these businesses how it affects Candy and Todd for real, for real. Because I really feel like they give us a lot, but they kind of shelter us when it comes to that business side. I really want to see that shit. Also with Portia, I just really want to see more of Portia. I want to see Portia go on an escapade. Like, I want to... Remember when Portia first got divorced from Cordell and she was out here just dating all these different dudes? Like, and it was just fun to watch the mess. Like, I want to see the mess because dating is messy. Portia is fucking gorgeous. Like, I want to see what the hell is going on. Like, Dennis, I see she's trying to make things work, but girl, while you're trying to make that work, I want to see you get your side dick. Like, I want I want to see the side dick line up. For sure. I want to see the, the side dick line up. I want to see more of what goes on when you go into Dish Nation and your other businesses. Like, BLM, I love that, but that just doesn't make for interesting television. So, I like that they're touching on that, but I don't want them to focus on that shit too much. Because also, while it's not that interesting, I don't want to see Bravo profit off of Black Pan. Like, I just, I don't want to see that shit. So, yeah. I really, I just, and then I, I want to see new housewives. Like, I want to see at least three new housewives who are filthy fucking rich, okay, who are going to make the viewers feel inferior. Like, I want to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta and feel like, what the fuck? I am poor. I am so fucking poor. Like, that's what I want when I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Finally, let's talk about um, these dating shows. Now, I want to go into The Bachelor, but before I go into The Bachelor, I want to talk about this show called Ready to Love. I really want to 
talk to y'all about this Will Packer show called Ready to Love. It's on OWN. And the finale, I think, is this week. There is a girl on the show whose name is Denise. Denise came in like a wrecking ball. She came in just on some mess. And I really want to play this clip of her first day being there. When you first get there, they're just, you know, they have everybody mingling, everybody introducing themselves to each other. I want to play this clip for y'all because I really, really want y'all to look at this shit and not do this. Like, ladies, please. Do not do this on a date. Do not behave like this on a date. Hey, toast to you. What do you say? Look how he's trying to be friendly with her. Oh, yeah, my bug. Oh, that the alcohol don't kill that. You are. No, I'm not going to drink. Oh my god, like she's not even trying to see that he's just joking and trying to flirt with her. Doing? Look, I gotta get my own drink. I gotta get my own drink. Cause he ain't get it from me. I gotta get my own drink. Damn, girl. Joy. Joy like she was just doing the most. So, what's her name again? You don't remember my name now. Rasheed. I'm very memorable. Look at how she says his name incorrectly on purpose. Like, girl, you're killing me. That's not a good impression. Don't do that. So, what are you doing, Houston? I am a coach and I work with residential development. Serious? What kind of coach? A coach, a track coach. Really? So did you uh, play sports in college? I went to Grambling on a four-year scholarship. Okay. HCU, okay. All day. Child, child, look how she right, almost left this man okay. hanging. I can't. We never lost okay, but I'll probably beat your girls, though. Well, yeah, I did. Look at that. She's asserting her dominance. Like, I'm, I beat your girls, though. Two people are going home tonight. It was a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> Can I refill your drink? You yes, for sure. Yeah, let me get you. Look at this part right here. He's trying to go get her a drink even after her giving him this nasty ass attitude. And look at what she did. Look at this. I got it. Look at. Miss Joy. All right. So, there were so many things. There were so many things. But, Denise, because I don't want to ruin it for y'all if y'all have not watched the show. I really want you guys to watch the show. But that first day symbolized Denise's entire journey on the show, okay? She does not find love. And it is because she comes off so strong and dominant. And there was an episode where she talks about just how she was in an abusive relationship. I think she said she was in an abusive relationship before. Was it her or was it someone else? Or that she's been in relationships with men that were cocky. And she just drags all that baggage into her new relationships or her new dating situations. And it makes her so unlikable. She's so beautiful. But she makes herself so unlikable. And she wants to dominate the men that she talks to. Like She wants to tell you what to do, how to do it. Um, oh, so you have feelings for another woman and you didn't discuss that. Oh, so you picked this woman over me, but you didn't discuss that with me. Like, girl, do you not understand how dating works? Like, this is not how it fucking works. And at the end of the day, as a woman, I feel like a lot of us, especially black women, I feel like a lot of us are guilty of not exercising our softness enough. Like, 
yes, we're black women. Yes, we're strong. I hate the whole strong black woman thing because I feel like it really puts a handicap on us. Like, because who the fuck wants to be strong 24-7? That shit is a liability at this point. Like, I don't want to be strong all the fucking time. I just want to be me. I just want to be a woman. I want to be sexy. I want to be beautiful. I want to be soft. I want to be smart. I want to be delicate. I want to I want to have the permission to be me and not have to always be a strong black woman. Like that shit is so annoying. And I feel like a lot of us don't don't operate in our softness and and Denise was the prime example of this like just it just it's so cringe watching the way she acted on this date with this man. Like, the man was trying to joke with her. She wasn't having it. He was trying to flirt with her. She wasn't having it. You know, he he gets her a drink at the end, and it's like she wants to drop the drink. Like, it's like, damn, girl. And then, it's, this is not in this clip, but then furthermore, in the next episode on the show, she was going around saying that he was cocky because he's light-skinned. Like, that's that light-skinned shit. It's like, girl... Not colorism. <laughs> Girl, what's going on? Now, come on now. now. We, okay, like, come on. Okay, like, light-skinned men, they do have... They do have their things about them. But this really just wasn't that. He was really just trying to be playful. He was trying to get to know you. And you just really took it to the left, to the left, girl. So, anyway, just wanted to touch on this show for y'all. Whenever you guys have some time, watch Regular by Will Packer. It's on OWN. It's really, really good. Last but not motherfucking least, bitch. Let's get into this motherfucking Bachelor episode. Baby, we finally got a black Bachelor, honey. He is fine as hell. His name is Matt James, 28 years old. Listen, six foot five. Just a tall glass of just finest he just ooh, and he a little bow legged too so i just know he got that dick like i i know he got that dick to touch your ribs bitch yes i was here for it okay um it's about time you know all we had to do was have a social revolution for abc to finally give us a, a negro bachelor um but thank you so much <laughs> so listen we finally have a black bachelor and it's all good or whatever. But then he starts breaking down his family. And once he started giving us his family breakdown, I already knew where this was going. Like, I already knew the African love story that we was looking for, the jumping over the broom, like all that, all the black shit, the black eyed peas on the wedding day. We ain't gonna get none of that shit. When he told us his mama was white and his mama came out with red blush on and blue eyeshadow, I already knew what time it was. I already knew. The African love story that we was looking for, we was not gonna get it. Listen, everybody pack your tracks, pack pack your frontals, pack your wigs, we're getting the fuck out of here. This ain't my type of party, okay? Um, but I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful because the selection of black women was so exquisite. Like, I'm talking about the selection of black queens that ABC put together for this man. I really feel like if he doesn't end up picking a black woman, he God gonna God gonna punish you. And God don't be punishing people, but you know he be giving the devil access to shit. He gonna give he gonna give Satan the permission to punish your ass. Cause mm -mm, that's black on black crime right there. If you don't pick one of them black queens, bitch, you gonna pay for that shit. 
But anyway, so I was still hopeful, just looking at the women or whatever. But then there's a moment in the show where um, after they give us a preview of the women, not their actual entrances, they give you a preview of the women that are going to be on the show. You have Matt who goes and talks to the host. And he basically gives his feelings about how he just feels like there are certain people who are watching this show who want him to end up with a certain type of woman. Here goes a clip of that. Here come the bullshit. You know, it's like people want you to end up with a certain type of person. Mm. And I get that. What does that mean? Mm. So my mom is white, my dad's black, and I experienced what it was like to be I like white women. And it's tough because Y'all don't bought all these black women here. I like white women. No, out the gate. Ain't finna be no African love story over here. <laughs> Listen, Matt said I want white women's. White women's, white women's, white women's, white women's, white women's. Y'all got a lot of black women in here. It's a lot of frontals. It's a lot of wigs. It's a lot of bundles in this bitch. I'm here for the women who wear extensions. Like, I like, <laughs> did you not get the memo? It's a it's a lot of box braids. <laughs> it's a lot of black gel. It's a lot of cocoa butter. It's a lot of shea butter in the room. I'm here for the women who make avocado toast for breakfast. Okay, this ain't this ain't it. Where are the women who eat granola and yogurt every morning? This is the, the I, did y'all not get the fucking memo? Did y'all not get the motherfucking memo? Like. That's all I heard when he was giving that breakdown. I like white women, white women, white women, white women, white women, white women. Y'all bought all these Nubian queens up in this bitch. I did not ask for that shit. Take me out of Wakanda and put me in Arkansas. Okay? Um, then let's get down to these motherfucking entrances. Like, what the fuck was up with these white women? You had the girl that came through with the dildo. This pandemic was really hard for me. This bitch really giving him her panoramic dildo, her panoramic zuzu. My plastic dick got me through so much during the panoramic, I wanted to pass it on to you. What you expect him to do with it, sis? Shove it up his ass? Like, what's, what, what is the logic behind this shit right here? Miss Vibrator, like what, what were you, what was the, what was the thought process behind that? Like, you know, during this panoramic, I was able to connect with my dildo in a way I had not been able to. Why don't you and I get together, take my vibrator and shove it up each other's ass. Let's take turns and just shove it up each other's ass over and over again. What was the logic behind that? White women, if you're watching this, please explain. What was the logic behind that? Um, you had the Corona pasta. You had sis that bought out the pasta, and you know they had that little what's that? What's that movie where the two dogs was sucking pasta together? 
that's the corniest shit I've ever seen. Like, this guy got to be the corny. First of all, we're in the middle of a panoramic, and y'all touching. Did y'all make sure y'all wash y'all hands? To, like, what's like, first of all, you touched the car door. You, you touched the car door. You touched the plate. You touched your dress. You touched your hair. Like, when did you actually sanitize before you stuffed the pasta down his motherfucking throat? Are we not in the middle of a polygraphy? Are we not in a panoramic? Did y'all see? Y'all see Chelsea? Yes, Chelsea! Bitch, you better walk your way to the motherfucking entrance, bitch! There were a lot of black, beautiful queens, but baby, when Chelsea stepped the fuck out that motherfucking car, bitch, look at, look at the entrance. Just look at the entrance. Look at the motherfucking entrance. That's how you drag bitches, okay? That's how you drag bitches. Chelsea, this is a Chelsea stand account, period. And I saw in the previews that she was, uh, her and Matt was tonguing each other down. That was very pleasing to me and my homegirls and my ancestors. I think we all fell in love with Abigail. She's the one that's deaf, but she's really, really pretty. She just had this innocence about her, but also this sexiness about her. I can't really explain it, but her and Matt hit it off and that was nice to see. Um, you had the white girl pulling up in her lingerie. Like what? The bar is so low. The bar is so, like, I'm sorry, but the bar is so fucking low. This bitch really pulling up in her lingerie. In her lingerie. Like, what the fuck is going on? What in the white women is going on? She pulled up in her lingerie talking about, you know, I ain't know what to wear tonight. So I wanted to give you a choice of what the... Girl, if you don't get your dumb ass in that motherfucking house, he's still not... You did all that shucking the job and he's still not gonna pick you, bitch. You and your JCPenney lingerie. You ain't even have on no Savage X Fenty. That's definitely not Savage, bitch. We in 2020. Where is your Savage? Bitch had on Vicky Secrets. Talking about, I wanted to give you the, the honor. Girl, shut the fuck up and get your ass in the house, okay? Um, you had the girl who showed up in, in, a, in a carriage with the tiara. Talking about, she the queen. She was just very fucking awkward to me. And it was very pleasing to me and my ancestors when she took that tumble. And Victoria's here. I know I'm so confident and I'm so fun. And I know I made a good impression. So I just want to like put my best foot forward. You good? I'm good. I loved every minute of it. Um, Fergie, uh, you're not a queen and you were very fucking annoying. She kept interrupting every time he was with another girl. And I can't believe that he gave her a rose. But you know what? I do believe it because I believe in production. That was definitely production who told him to get that girl a rose. So now she gonna annoy us for the next 10 fucking weeks. There was a girl who popped up. Um, her name was Jacenia. Just wanna say, if your name is Jacenia, fuck you. Um, I hope she doesn't make it. You know what I'm saying? I have long-standing drama with girls who have the name Jacenia. Cause like when I was in middle school, 
when I was in middle school, there was a girl named Jacenia Cortez, and I was in love with this little Dominican boy. That was my man, even though he wasn't claiming me, but it was understood that that was my man. But Jacenia will always be flirting with my man, and then he fell in love with her, and then they started going together. watching this fuck you bitch i hope you having a miserable life <laughs> i hope you ain't got no edges bitch period thing i did like too all my african queens got a rose all my all my african queens got a rose so we just gonna be proud to the people black power all my african queens got a rose last night so I, that was very satisfying to me and my homegirls listen I'm, I'm still going to be hopeful that he picks a Nubian queen. But I'm going to let y'all ask know right now, Matt going to leave with a white woman. Like I'm just going to let y'all know right now, it is most likely that Matt is going to leave that house with a white woman. And that's on period. So let's just all make peace with that and let's just enjoy the show for what it is. A motherfucking show. Now, post... Post the bachelor like a lot of my a lot of my tweets went viral and shit and so people started sending me all this shit from his Instagram and basically it is he is believed to be in a relationship with this man who is in the back seat of his car in this clip. There are all these pictures coming out saying that he's on the down low and all this shit and it's like listen first of all. I thought you're on the down low if you're in a straight relationship and you haven't been honest about your sexuality and that you're out here fucking other men. Maybe I'm not, maybe just some, somebody please educate me on that. I, that's what I thought the down low was. And to my knowledge, he's, he's single. So how is he on the down low? But also, listen, if it does come out that he is in a relationship with this man, so what? Like, I really feel like it's 2021. Let's all grow the fuck up. Like, have y'all had dick before? If he is indeed dating this man, I don't blame him. I've had penis. Penis is very, very nice. God snapped when he created penis. Like, when God was creating dick, he was just up there like... Snapping. Like, he... You see that right there? That's dick right there. And all the angels was like, they were snapping because God snapped. Dick is a beautiful thing. Dick is a nice thing. Dick is nice. Dick is, dick is good for the soul. It's good for mental wellness. I ain't gonna lie to you. When I've been upset, it's been a lot of times in my life when I've been extremely upset and dick fixed it. Dick brought me peace. Dick brought me joy. Dick calmed me down. Dick had me level-headed. Like, God snapped when he created dick. So if Matt is indeed getting dick down, I don't blame him. Dick is good for your health. Dick is good for your mindset, your mind frame. Okay? Let's grow the fuck up and just enjoy the show for what it is. A motherfucking show. Alright, y'all. So that's it. Um, Listen, welcome to another episode of Shut the Fuck Up, Jesse. These were my unwarranted opinions. You know, 2021, being that we're in a new year, I really wanted to just share with you guys really quickly. 
I don't have any New Year's resolution. If you have a New Year's resolution, let me know. But I really, really feel like coming into this year, I really wanted to come with a clean slate of a clean, like just a clean heart, a heart that has forgiveness. I feel like the last couple of years I've held on to so much anger and so much um, just like thoughts of revenge, vengeance for people who really had me fucked up. And going into this year, I just, I knew that I had to let that go because I can't live a, an abundant life, you know, at my maximum potential if I have a lot of unforgiveness in my heart. And let me just make it plain. Like, I'm a type of person, I'm not going to go to a certain location or I'm not going to enter a certain room if I know somebody's in there that I don't fuck with. And that shit has fucked up my bag. Like, that shit can stop opportunities because here I am not going into this room because I don't fuck with this person, but there's all these other people in that room that fuck with me and most likely don't even give a fuck about this person. But I don't want to go in there because I'm upset and I haven't forgiven that person or forgiven the situation yet. And I have to stop doing that. That is something that's like my New Year's resolution. You know what? That's my resolution is to let go of unforgiveness and to be free free of anger free of thoughts of vengeance because god is my vengeance like i don't have to prove anything to anybody i don't have to do the gotcha or you see you see you thought i wasn't gonna make it like i ain't even gotta do that living my life period is my gotcha you know so i just really wanted to let go of unforgiveness so that I could be free and I could I could live. And um, let me know if that's you. Let me know if that is you. Um, and if it is, I speak freedom over your life, forgiveness over your life. It's time to forgive, let go, and let God do his thing, okay? Um, let me go ahead and get into some questions. I did ask some of my followers to give me some questions. Um... Okay, so this question is about The Bachelor. This comes from Hannah Cole. Hey, Hannah! Yes, we were tweeting each other on Twitter. She says that she was tweeting me all night. She said, my question for you is who is in your top four um, for the girls in the competition? Dang, I don't remember everybody's name, but I definitely want Abigail, definitely want Chelsea, definitely want that other black girl, the chocolate girl that came in um, that was also from North Carolina and she came in in a pickup truck. I like that they had their little cheese and crackers and wine um, in the back of her truck. I really like that moment. I want her. I want her in the top four. And who else? I don't know. I feel like him and, and, and the girl from Puerto Rico hit it off. So I wouldn't mind seeing those four. Yeah, give me those four. Um, let's see the next question. This is about Real Housewives. Who is your new favorite addition to Real Housewives of Atlanta? I really like Drew. I just hate her husband. I hate her husband. I think she's in a she's she's in an abusive relationship. And it's really just it's it sucks to watch. I mean, it makes for good TV, 
but it's really discouraging to watch. I hate the way he gaslights her. I hate the way he blames his 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 lying and his scheming on being a black man. Like just just gaslighting Central. I hate it, but I really like Drew. I like Fallon. I don't like that they have Fallon as a friend of the show. I want to see her have a peach, and they can get rid of Toya. I just I don't like Toya. I I, I think Latoya is a nice person probably in real life, but. They have her doing a lot of shit that mirrors Kenya, and it's not gonna end well for her. Oh, and if I was if if I was given the opportunity, would I go on The Bachelorette? Hell no. I would never go on a show like The Bachelorette. I would never do it. I'm too ratchet for that shit. Like, first of all, if Jesse Wu was ever on The Bachelorette, I need the best of the best street niggas. Like, I need street niggas galore. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I need niggas flipping them bricks, okay? I need niggas, you know what I'm saying, serving that, serving that white. <laughs> no. But, um, no, I feel like if I was ever in The Bachelorette, it would be so ratchet. And ABC is not about to get back up some shit like that. So, hell no. Um, so, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think that it would work. Um, would I do a dating show? Eh, I kind of did want to do Love is Blind, but as time has gone by, I'm like, no, because David, I don't know. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. But The Bachelorette, hell to the no. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. All right. All right, y'all. Well, listen, this is our first episode of the new year. Thank you so much for tuning the fuck in. I hope that this year brings you all the love, joy, and peace and coins. I hope that you remain where the money resides this year. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye.